Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on a lot of life's logistics like planning and wellness, along with some fun things like skincare and reading, and overall, we just throw in a whole lot of life. Around here, we know that life is messy, but we're just doing our best to learn how to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. And you guys, today is a solo show. It is the first of a few different solo shows that we will be having over the next month or so that are going to be talking a lot about some different aspects of planning. I have been asking a lot of you what kinds of shows you like to have on the podcast and some topics that you are interested in. And this one continuously comes up over and over and over again. And since I nerd out over planning and I absolutely love it, I thought it would be fun to talk about a few of those topics a little bit more in depth over the next couple of weeks. So today we are really going to focus on the steps that I walk through every week to make sure that I am planned for the week to come and kind of how that all works for me. So we are going to dive into that in just a minute. But before we get there, I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit more about the cohort that I have been hosting for this past month and the other ones that I have coming up throughout the summer and hopefully into the fall so that if you hear the stuff that we are talking about today and next week about different planning topics and you think, that's awesome, but I need more help than just listening to the podcast, well, I have got you covered because that is what the Live Well Planned cohort is all about. So basically, you team up with like five or six other ladies. We are in a Marco Polo group together. You have a customized Trello board that I have created for you that has all of our lesson plans all throughout the month. And we take four weeks to walk you from overwhelm to really feeling like you have a handle on your schedule and your priorities and your time so that you don't have to get to that burnout stage, so that you can really know what the right next thing is to do because I hear so many people saying, well, just do the next right thing. Well, sometimes you feel so overwhelmed that you don't even know what that next right thing is. Can I get an amen? It just all feels like too much. And that is what I've been doing for this past month with these ladies. And it's working. I am so excited to see just how well everything is coming together and how these ladies have gone from feeling like they just have a thousand things on their plate and don't know what to do first to having things categorized and having their time allocated to be able to actually take care of some of these things and really diving into what is a project and what is something that is ongoing and how do you make time for both in your life and how do you still prioritize relationships and taking care of your yourself and how do you take your cycle into account when you're doing your planning and all of those kinds of things your personality all of it we cover in this cohort and course that I would love to have you be a part of. So right now we are actually all filled up for July, but if I get enough interest, then I may go ahead and start another one about midway through July. So if you're wanting to really get your life together before the school year starts and all of that, we're going to have at least one in August and possibly one more in July, depending on the amount of interest. And then I also have three mini cohorts that I will be hosting throughout the end of the summer that are just focused on back to school. So these cohorts will be two weeks long instead of four weeks long. 
and they will focus on all the logistics of back to school, getting your calendar dialed in, making sure you have those morning routines and afternoon routines and evening routines so that you don't feel harried when you're trying to get everybody out the door in the morning and you've got things squared away. We will talk about figuring out the extracurricular activities and meals and we will also be going over how to get your car prepped and your different spaces prepped so that everybody knows where everything goes after school and how to make everything function and work. So we will be doing those like intensives in July and August. I'm going to have three different cohorts that are just going to be focused on the back to school. So if either of those cohorts sound like something that would just really help you out to get a stabilization on your life and make you feel like you were on top of things before all of the craziness hits of the fall or just for life in general, then I would love to have you come over, look at the application. It's got even more details there about the cost and everything that is involved with it by going to mckenziecoppacom slash cohort, C-O-H-O-R-T mckenziecoppacom slash cohort. And that is where you can find all of the details. You can apply to become a part of the upcoming cohorts. We would love to have you. They are so much fun. The ladies who are in it in June have become fast friends. They are going to continue with their Marco Polo group long after our cohort is over so they can continue to be encouraging each other and holding each other accountable and helping give each other ideas. It's just been such a fun experience to see them all interacting together and really bringing so much information to the table just between them and their own experiences. It has been so awesome to watch. So I would love for more of you to be able to get in there, join me, join some other ladies. Again, at mckenziecoppacom slash cohort. But for right now, let's dive into a little bit more of what I do every week to prepare for the next week. So again, as you probably are going to figure, a lot of the things that I need to have in place to be able to plan the way that I do are covered in the cohort information, like developing routines and creating household systems and making sure that I really know what my time looks like, having my calendar dialed in. All of that kind of thing is stuff that I cover in the cohort and something that I do as a part of my life. Those are the bigger, more general things a lot of those I do on more of like a monthly basis or a quarterly basis or before we have some big change happen in our life, like as we're coming into summer or as we're going into the school year. Those are the times when I do more of like a master overhaul on our time and all of my plans and brain dump and all of that kind of thing so that I have a bigger overarching view of what is going on. But when I need to sit down to do my weekly planning, this is how I do it, knowing that all of those things are already sort of in place. So the first thing that I do as I am heading into a new week is what I call a mini brain dump. So I do my big, huge brain dump where I put down like everything from my brain down onto paper more on that quarterly or seasonal basis. But this is just the what needs to happen this week. What do I need to make sure that I don't forget about? What bills do I need to pay? What to-dos do I have to do that are just for this week? What 
what calls do I need to make? Are there people who I need to connect with? Am I going to have a play date for the kids or am I going to go out for coffee with a friend or, you know, anything that is coming up that I have to do that may not necessarily be on my normal weekly routine and schedule. I want to get all of those down on paper. Anything that I have, particularly even coming up with the business that I need to get done, all of those kinds of things, I get them down so that then as I move on to the next step, I can allocate a time for all of those. So as I do this brain dump, this typically isn't the time when I'm going to get really specific about, you know, making categories and that sort of thing like I would in an overall brain dump that I would do on a seasonal basis. This is going to be more specific just to the week ahead. Sometimes I will go ahead and do one for two weeks ahead so I get a little bit bigger grasp on how my time is going, but I really want to make sure that I get down everything on paper so that I can come back and reference that as I am filling in my time. Now, I say paper, but this could also be done digitally. A lot of times I will do it in GoodNotes on my iPad because I still get that ability to write it with my hand. You know, I think that there's something about doing that for me. Everybody's different, but for me, I really like to write it down rather than type it. It helps it to cement in my brain, helps me to really feel like I have a grasp on what it is that I'm writing down. Whereas sometimes when I type things, it feels like it goes a little bit more into the ether. But when I have written it down in my own hand, there's that that brain to hand connection that just helps me to remember things a little bit better. So I'd like to do it that way, even if I'm doing it digitally in a program like GoodNotes, because it just helps me to get a better handle on what I'm actually trying to remember. And if I'm really on my game for that week, then I will add in certain things to that list. Like that is oftentimes where I am going to do all of the work of figuring out what our lives are going to be for Patreon. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of a brainstorming session as I'm doing this brain dump of everything that I know needs to get done, I'm also doing the work of figuring out the things that need to come up like content wise and that sort of thing. I also, when I'm on my game, will make a list in that brain dump of the books that I want to be reading, maybe the podcasts I want to be listening to, any audiobooks that I want to be listening to. Maybe I will even write down the shows or the movies that I'm wanting to catch. There's so much coming out right now in the summer. I know that Roman and I are constantly texting each other like, ooh, this show's coming back out and oh, we want to go see that movie. So that is kind of where I make sure that I keep track of all of those things. I also put down some bigger projects that might be lingering that would be really good for me to make some forward progress on but aren't necessarily due that week. I just try to get anything that could be on my brain down on the paper because I think it's so important that we don't try to hold all of those things. You know, it takes energy for us to be holding on to anything in our brains. As we continue to file more and more things away, it is a drainer of our systems. So the more that we can have paper or a digital place hold those things for us, the more it frees us up to not be as stressed and not be as overwhelmed because we know that something else is holding it for us. Okay, ladies, I want to take just a couple of minutes to tell you about my favorite new cookware. You guys have heard me talk about them a few times before, but it is Caraway Home. Okay, I have been a homemaker for like a really long time, but 
I never had any good pans and I didn't even realize how bad my pans were until I got some good ones. And, you know, I'm somebody who tries to lead a pretty clean lifestyle for the most part. I try to use clean skincare products and, you know, eat fairly well and, you know, all those kinds of things. But one of those key pieces is the cookware that you are actually using to feed your family. And this, along with it being just awesomely functional, has been my favorite thing about using Caraway Homes pans. So let me just tell you a little bit more about them for a second. They are a non-toxic cookware and bakeware collection, so you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. Caraway's non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home, I really love mine. They're even fun colors. Mine are a really pretty cream color. They've got all kinds of colors to match all kinds of kitchens and personalities, but they are designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. And they really work. I messaged Katie the first time that I used my pans and was like, oh my goodness, this chicken isn't sticking to the pan. And she's like, yeah, that's what pans are supposed to do. And I was like, where have they been all my life? So I've got the best of both worlds. Now my food isn't sticking to the pan and I'm not filling my kids with a bunch of nasty chemicals. Also, All sets come with easy access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. They've really thought of everything. And I'm not the only one who loves them. They are well-loved by over 25,000 people who have raved about their Caraway kitchen. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell or use the code livewell at checkout for that 10% off. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. So once I get that all down and I feel like it's a really good workable brain dump that I can now have complete, I move over to the calendar phase of things. Now, as you guys have probably heard me mention, I am a big lover of Google Calendar. I used to use Trello a lot more for my to-do list and everything, but as my life became more complicated with the kids doing a lot more things and going in a lot more directions, it just made sense for me to be using Google Calendar in a more complete sense to get things done during the day. Because for me and where I'm at and my business and my family, it is really helpful for me to see the overall arching of my time. I am much more likely to try to schedule more to-dos than are actually possible with the amount of time that I literally have if I don't do it on a calendar. Like when I would put it in Trello, I would create this great flow for my day, but because I wasn't allocating an amount of time to those things, I wasn't very realistic about how much I could actually accomplish. Now, there are a lot of things that I love about Trello for managing a to-do list, especially if you don't have 
quite as many moving pieces as I do and you don't have to get quite as much done in a day as I do because it allows you to so easily move cards between lists. So if you don't get something done on Monday, you can really easily move it to Tuesday or some other day in the week that is going to work better for you. I think it's just a really clean layout, helps you to see what's next. I know that a lot of the ladies in the cohort that I have been working with really like using Trello for their weekly planning because it's pretty simple and it feels a little less overwhelming for them who don't have, you know, kids who are teenagers and going all kinds of places to be able to manage within Trello. And I still use Trello for things like managing my podcast and that sort of thing where I'm communicating with other people and we're all needing to look at the same kinds of information and add things to it. It's awesome for that. But for my weekly planning, I have moved away from Trello and I'm using Google Calendar. Now, I did recently do a video on YouTube where I talk more about Google Calendar and sort of my best tips for using Google Calendar well because I do think that there are some key features that make it really helpful in the long run. One is color coding. I create a different calendar within Google Calendar for every single different little thing in my life. And they all have a different color, which I have actually customized. I've gone in there and changed the hex codes because then I can make it all look pretty and look exactly how I want it. But I'm able to color code my kids because I've color coded them since the day they were born, which is tremendously helpful. And I break it down into even more sections than just that. So like, Both of my girls have a calendar together because a lot of times they have activities that are the two of them that they are doing. I have a calendar for each of the different schools so that I know exactly when people have early days or days off or all that kind of thing. As a mom with four kids and four schools, that's really helpful. I have a calendar for all of us together. I even have a calendar that is for my travel time because as I put things down onto Google Calendar, I have to make sure that I account for everything so that I have an accurate picture of my time. So that means not just putting in the event that we have to go to, but actually scheduling in the travel time as well. So if we have to go someplace across town, I know that I'm going to have travel time booked 30 minutes before the actual event because that's not time that I'm available. That is time that is going to be spent in the car. I can't be allocating that time to work or other to-dos because I'm going to be driving. And if I didn't have it down on my calendar, I would just look at it and think like, oh, look at all this time I have to be getting all these things done. When in reality, that is not true. I actually needed to have that time blocked off so I didn't try to plan it for something else. Now, it may seem like that's really overwhelming as you put everything in there, but for me, it helps me to be so much more realistic about what I'm trying to get done in a day. As I go through and instead of making a to-do list, I take those items from my brain dump and plug them into my calendar, I can say like, okay, I think that doing these stories for Instagram is going to take me 15 minutes. And so I am going to put that on my calendar for a 15 minute slot. And then I think that Recording my podcast is going to take about an hour and a half if I do ads and intros at the same time as I record the podcast. So I'm going to plug that in there. As I plug in all of my different to-dos for my workday, 
I can get a good grasp of like, okay, the same day that I record the podcast for an hour and a half, I'm probably not going to be able to shoot a YouTube video that's going to take me the same length of time. I probably need to find some other smaller tasks that I can be fitting in around the space of time that I have to be working so that I can make sure that I can get those things done realistically. Ladies, let's talk about our hormones. We all have them and we all have to deal with them and they all seem to be changing all the time and doing all kinds of crazy things to our bodies. So whether you are just suffering from PMS and all that's attributed to that or you're dealing with peri or postmenopausal symptoms, then Bonafide has a product to help you out. Bonafide creates safe and effective non-drug solutions that you can trust. They are proprietary natural medical products that have earned the uncompensated recommendation of over 8,400 doctors to their patients on an ongoing basis. I love that Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within our bodies without actually having to use hormones, but they provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat these natural symptoms that occur throughout our lives to give us that advantage and help us to feel in control of what is happening with our bodies. And they've got something for everything, whether it's vaginal dryness or hot flashes or night sweats or one of their new products that I have really been loving using is Sylvessa. It is the first comprehensive system designed to restore and protect hair and skin affected by estrogen decline from the inside out. So it's a daily capsule, a hair serum, and a skin serum that combine for healthier looking hair and skin. It is formulated with hyaluronic acid, which I love, which helps visibly improve skin texture and reduce fine lines and wrinkles. And it promotes fuller, thicker, healthier hair. Bonafide is effective. It is sourced naturally. It is clinically validated. They have safety and quality as their top priority. And over 333,000 women have been helped by Bonafide. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash livewell and use my promo code livewell. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E dot com slash livewell and code livewell. That's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L for your special offer. For the best prices and free shipping, go directly to the hellobonafide.com slash livewell website. Again, this is a special offer just for my Live Well Anyway listeners, so check it out and use the promo code livewell. We will also have this link in today's show notes. Also, as I start working through my day, and maybe I've made some really great, well-intentioned plans, but I realize like, oh, that podcast, it actually was going to take me two hours. Or those Instagram stories, they were really going to take me more like 30 minutes instead of 15. Then as I am planning moving forward, I can be more realistic about how much time things actually take. But if I never have them plotted on a time grid, then I never really know how much time things are actually taking me. And then I'm never really able to become a better master of using my time and planning my time because I've never actually paid attention 
to how much time those things take. And so it's really easy to have in our heads that something takes a shorter amount of time than it actually will if we are not paying attention to how much time it is actually taking. Even when Katie has been starting her new cookie business that we have talked about, we've talked a lot about it in Patreon, but that is something that she's had to really start paying attention to and doing it purposefully, because if you don't actually try to pay attention to it, you probably won't, where she had to say like, okay, how much time is it taking me start to finish to bake these cookies? And then how can I shave off time? Am I getting faster at it? Am I getting slower at it? Like what is impacting the amount of time this is taking? And it's helped her to be able to know how many orders she can take on and what is a realistic time frame for getting an order done and all of that kind of thing, where if she wasn't actually paying attention to the time, she wouldn't actually know. If I'm not being realistic about how long it's going to take me to record ads and intros for the podcast, I could very well tell my kids that I'm going to be available at a certain time to take them to the park or you know do something else like that. When in reality, that's not true. And if I just paid attention to how long things really take me and take note of that, then I can give them a more realistic picture of when mom's actually going to be available to take them to the park because I don't have this pie in the sky idea of how long things are taking me. So before I actually move all of those pieces from my brain dump over to my calendar, though, I have to make sure that my calendar is honed in for the week, that I know which things are actually set in stone, what appointments we have, what dinners with friends or activities we are going to. All of that stuff has to be in there first. And then I can go in and plot these to-dos or these work engagements that I need to filter in that are more flexible about when they actually need to get done, but I can find the right time and the right place for them. And I just go through and I start plugging things in. Now, I really love the feature on Google Calendar, which is another big reason why I moved over to Google Calendar of the repeat feature where I can schedule something to happen every day of the week or every Monday or, you know, something like that so that I can start creating more of a flow that is repeatable for my schedule. So as I'm doing things like that, there are certain things that are going to change about my workday every day. There are certain things that I'm only going to do once a week or once a month, but there's a lot of things for my business that I have to do every single day. And so I try to create a general flow for what our days are like. So that gives me less work to do every time I go back to play the week because I already know that generally around 8.30 a.m. is when I'm going to be recording voiceover auditions or whatever it is. I just have those things on repeat from day to day to day so that I don't have to keep reinventing the wheel every time I go to plan a week. Now, obviously, those things change from time to time. Like when we come into a new season, summer looks different from the school year. This school year looks different from last school year. I have to occasionally do that reinventing of the wheel. But most of the time, I can create a pretty good flow to my day that is going to work most days. Sometimes I have to do it by day because we have different things going on each day. So I'll have every Monday kind of have the same flow, every Tuesday kind of have the same flow. But once I've figured out that process, 
then when I go to plug in these things for my brain dump, it's a lot less work and I have a lot better idea of how much time I actually have available because I know that, oh, my mornings are pretty much booked with the things that I have to do daily. But my afternoons, that's when I can filter in more of the things that happen once a week or once a month or I can do some batch working of things and try to get a bunch of stuff done all at one time, all in one category. But it allows me to have that framework that I can work off of that I don't have to keep repeating time and time again because I've already done that work. So I really love that about my weekly planning and about using Google Calendar because it just simplifies that process and it helps me to not be wasting my time doing that whole planning process over and over again. Now, another thing that I have learned to do this year as I am planning out my week is I try to front load my week with as much of the work and the to-dos as possible because I know that something's not going to go right. You know, the best laid plans, as we all know, are not perfect People are going to have something come up. My kids are going to need something and something isn't going to go according to the schedule that I've laid out. Maybe the washing machine's going to break. Maybe I just am super, super tired one day. Like, you just never know how life is going to hit. Even with the very best planning and the most realistic viewpoint that I can put into it as possible, a lot of times I'm going to get to the end of the day and not quite everything will have gotten done. And maybe that was because I just really didn't have the time. And maybe that was because I just procrastinated about something, whatever it is. Most of the time, I'm not going to get to the end of the day and have every single thing have gone the way that I wanted it to. And so those items that I didn't get done are going to have to get moved to a different day. Also, new things come up as you are working through the week. They always do. And so I'm going to have to find times to do those things later in the week. And so I think it's really important and really helpful if I can front load my week with as much of the stuff as possible so that as things need to get pushed through the week or new things come up, I have white space in my schedule. It is really important as I'm doing that planning to make sure that that white space is there, even within the course of my day, to not plan every single minute because something is going to go longer than I thought it was going to, or something is going to come up and I'm going to have to adjust. So keeping that in mind also as I'm creating this plan is really helpful for me to create an actionable plan that is actually doable. And then I really love having that fluidity in my week and having the front load of the most of the work. So if something comes up, like we get the opportunity to go on a play date that we weren't expecting or family invites us over or whatever, I have the room. I have the ability to alter our plans because I'm not a slave to the plans. The plans are not my master. I am the master of the plans. But because I already have them figured out, I really easily know what I need to shift to be able to work through the week and still get things done and not feel completely overwhelmed by it or frustrated by it. I think a lot of people look at planning and they're like, uh, I like to go with the flow and that makes it so you can't be spontaneous or you can't be flexible where I feel the exact 
opposite. When I have a solid plan that I've really well thought out and I wrap my brain around what our days are going to look like, then I know exactly what needs to move or what needs to change if something comes up. Where if I didn't have my brain wrapped around that, then it's all just kind of like out there in the universe. Hopefully whatever needed to get done is going to get done, but I don't even really know what those things are because I haven't sat down and figured them out. And so things get lost and overlooked a lot more that way. But when I know this, then I can feel the freedom to change my plans or to go over to that friend's house or whatever, because I know, oh, this is the thing I was going to do at that time. I'm just going to move it to this time. This gives me this opening to be able to go and have fun and be spontaneous. But I can enjoy that time because I know that the things that I'm missing are going to be taken care of at a different time because I know what those things were and I know where I can move them to. So that gives me the ability to relax and enjoy my time with the friends or with the family or whatever it is that comes up. If my kids just want to do something that I wasn't expecting they wanted to do and I want to make time for it, especially during the summer, I think we run into that a lot, then I'm able to shift those plans and be able to work with them and be a lot more present mom because I know what I'm working with. All right, ladies, you might remember that I have recently had a couple of episodes where I've had on people from Color Guru, everyone from Jeannie Stith, who is the head color guru who founded the company, to Ali Smuts, who is their hair wonder extraordinaire. She's been a hairstylist for years now, and she is brilliant about being able to figure out what color is going to look best on your hair and giving you exact formulas and telling you what haircuts will work well. I have especially lately been loving having my color cards for everything from shopping for spring clothes clothes, to going and getting new makeup. I love just having this little thing in my back pocket that reminds me, oh yeah, these colors that I may not even have thought of are going to work well for me, or maybe I should avoid those. They're going to wash me out. It has been so enlightening to see what really works for me, and they did such a brilliant job. When you sign up with the Color Guru, they give you a consultation where you send in pictures, and they actually figure out what colors, what tones, how deep colors should be, what metals work best on you, all of these different things beyond just your warm or your cool. They go so in-depth and I have found it so beneficial and I think that you will too. If you have ever felt washed out in your clothes or unsure of what colors you should be wearing or what makeup you should be buying, this just takes all of the guesswork out of that. You too can go get one of these consultations by going to yourcolorguru.com and using the code LIVEWELL at checkout for 10% off. I have thought for so long that it is essential for us to know our colors. It really does make all the difference when we are making those shopping decisions, and it makes a difference in how we feel in our clothes and our style. So head over to yourcolorguru.com and use the code LIVEWELL for 10% off at checkout so you can take all the guesswork out of your shopping from now on too and feel more confident in your makeup and clothes than ever. Also, when things go off the rails, because I have a plan, I have those anchor points in my day where I can come back to and get back on the plan. Even if some things fell by the wayside, I have that point where I can say, okay, we can start again from here and move forward. 
And I don't just have to feel like the whole day was lost or maybe the whole day is lost, but I don't have to feel like the next day has to be lost too or the whole week or whatever. There's always that place where you can kind of come back to and readjust where if I don't have plans at all, it just feels like everything is of equal importance. And I believe that is where a lot of overwhelm comes from is because we know we're spinning all of these different plates and we have to keep so many different balls in the air and all of those balls and all of those plates feel like the same size when in reality they're not. They all have different levels of priorities for us. They all have different time spans that we'll take to get them done and what is involved with them. But until we can sit back and make the plans, and figure out what those priorities are and where we should be getting them all done, then they all just feel like we should be doing all of them at the same time. This was a big thing in the cohort that I have been doing for this past month. A lot of the ladies would say, well, anytime I get some free time, I just clean. I feel like I should be cleaning and that is the thing that I should be doing. I should be cleaning. And I said, well, if you set aside time to be doing that cleaning, even the little daily things like you need to clear off your counter or whatever, and it's just staring you in the face. And so every time you get a free minute, you think, well, that's what I should be doing. Well, you can release yourself from that pressure of feeling like, oh, if I get a free minute, that's what I should be doing. If you know that you have set aside a time to do that. And then you can tell yourself when you get that free minute, well, I don't need to be doing that thing right now because I've set aside a time later when I can be doing that. So that frees you up to be able to focus on other things or take that free minute to relax or do something for yourself or work on a different project because you aren't always feeling like, well, this thing's always nagging, this thing's always ongoing because those things are always there. There's always laundry, there's always dishes, there's always messes. We have kids and families and life and that's the way of it. But when we can say, I don't have to do that every single second that I have downtime because I've set aside time to do it. It frees you up to be able to feel like, okay, I'm using my time wisely. I don't have to live under that pressure every minute of the day. And I think by having this kind of structure, having this kind of plan, it's a map for your life that you can just walk through and it helps you to let go of some of those everyday pressures that we are constantly putting on ourselves and being able to be more present and less frustrated by those ongoing tasks. Okay, so once I've done my brain dump, I have honed everything in on my calendar and created that whole map as far as things go, then comes meal planning. I'm sure none of you will be shocked by the fact that that is something that I make sure that I have done for every week. Ideally, I actually prefer to meal plan on a once a month basis or once every two weeks. But sometimes life just happens and it comes down to that every week kind of planning sort of time. And because I've done all the work on my calendar and I know what kind of time we are going to have in the evening for each week, then I'm able to create a meal plan based off of that that is actually going to work. Because I think that if we aren't paying attention to what our days look like and we are planning our meal plan off some arbitrary idea of uh, Taco Tuesday or whatever it is, sometimes we get ourselves inundated with 
too big of plans for maybe the amount of time that we have to be prepping things, or maybe the amount of energy that we will have left on a day, or when we will actually be home. But when I am able to look at our schedule and look at what is bombarding us, I think this is especially important during the school year when we have so many after school activities and there's just a lot less time when we are actually at home. It is so important for me to be able to look at the calendar and then create a reasonable meal plan that will actually work with our life. And I know what kinds of recipes as far as time and prep effort I can plan for our week. And then especially as we get into the school year and there is more of a constant routine of which nights, which activities happen, I can create a plan that then I can turn into a menu on plan to eat. And this is not even an ad for them. They are not even sponsoring this specific episode, although they are an overall sponsor and I love them and will forevermore. But I can utilize their menu feature to save those plans that I've made and just be able to repeat them over and over again. Like with Google Calendar, when I have created certain things that just will repeat on their own, I can do that same sort of thing in plan to eat where I've kind of created these stock plans that then I don't have to reinvent the wheel every single week or every single month because I've created something that's going to work with our general basic schedule of what kind of time I have on each day of the week to be devoting to making a meal. And then especially in the summer, I think it's so important to get a good grasp on the other meal planning things during the day, what my kids are going to eat for breakfast, what my kids are going to eat for lunch, especially things that they're able to prep for themselves. It's just so much more food work in the summer because everybody's here all the time. And so it's especially helpful to me when I am trying to work at home during the summer to have as little interruptions as possible and making sure that I have the food on hand and being able to plan those things out, have a really complete shopping list so that I'm not scrambling when they're like, hey, it's 10 a.m. and I haven't eaten anything and you haven't been to the store since last week, but I actually do have the plan and I have those things laid out and I have been able to get them by either ordering them off of the website and going and picking them up at the grocery store or actually going and doing the shopping, whatever it is, however you do your shopping, having the meal plan and knowing what everybody is going to eat or what you want to make sure to have available is so essential for making the week go off with Without a hitch. And those are really the basic steps that I make to plan for each week. I mean, kind of as I talked about, I already have my routines in place and my home systems in place and knowing when those are going to fall on the calendar and how I do all of that throughout the course of my day. But but these things I just went over are really the steps that I take. I try to do it If I'm on my game, then a Thursday or Friday is when I am planning for the next week. But a lot of times it does carry over into the weekend as I am, you know, looking forward to the next week and getting things set up. And if I'm really desperate, then it'll happen on a Monday morning. But ideally, I like to have it done at the end of the week before just so that I'm able to relax over the weekend and not really think about it too much. And then, of course, kind of as I've been mentioning throughout this, I have those steps that I go over just every evening before the next day. 
I like to make sure that I wrap my head around the next day. I make sure to look at that calendar because a lot of times, even when I think I know what's going on in my head, if I don't actually look at the calendar, then things could pop up that I wasn't expecting or I didn't remember. And so making sure that I just look over what the flow of the next day is, really think about what I got done today, if there's anything that I need to move to the next day, or if new to-dos came up to put those on the calendar for the week so that I have a good grasp of what's happening. I just feel like I'm able to sleep better when I've done that step and I know what is coming the next day. And it also really helps me to just go over what is happening exactly first thing in the morning. Even though I know my morning routine, by just sitting down and kind of like thinking about it the night before, even right before I'm about to fall asleep, like, okay, when I get up in the morning, this is what I'm going to do. This is the second thing I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure I get that water. I'm going to take my supplements. I'm going to do my yoga. I'm going to, if I actually think through those things, even those small things of how I'm going to take care of myself, it helps me to remember to do them. Because sometimes I'll get to my mid-morning and be like, oh, I forgot to take my supplements or, oh, I was going to do gua sha or dry brush. But since I didn't really think through it beforehand, then I forget that that's what I was planning on doing. So it helps me to just kind of go through those things in my mind so that I know what's coming next and my body is almost kind of already prepared for what I'm about to do. So I just think it's a really good practice. It helps you to calm yourself and enjoy your time a little bit better when you know what's coming and you've taken those few minutes. I would say every night, depending on how much jostling of the schedule that I need to do for the next day or for the rest of the week, it takes me maybe three to 10 minutes to get that done. And it's so worth it, especially even like with my kids. A lot of times they'll be asking me questions about what we have going on the next day or what's coming. And they like to know that stuff too and be prepared. And so me being able to tell them because I know because I've done the steps to get the planning done it also just helps me to be able to convey that to them and for them to be able to relax and not drive me crazy with questions that I don't know how to answer because I do know how to answer them I've done the work to be able to do that so That is my weekly planning process. I hope that that was helpful to you. Like I mentioned, if you guys think that sounds great, but I still don't know how to get there, or I need to do all that pre-work of making the routines and figuring all that stuff out beforehand before I can even get to this weekly planning phase, then I would love to work with you in one of the upcoming cohorts. Go to mackenziecoppacom slash cohort. Put in your application and I will be in touch with you about getting you involved in one and helping you to fight your overwhelm and be able to create this kind of map for your life week after week after week. I also just want to say a quick thank you to those of you who have recently been reaching out to me on Instagram about podcast episodes that we've had. I've had a few of you who've popped into my DMs lately and been like, I really liked this episode where you talked about such and such, or I would really love to hear an episode on this thing. That's how this episode came to be. So it's so helpful to me when I know what you guys are looking for and what is going to be the most helpful to your lives. And I so appreciate when you take a little bit of time to connect with me on Instagram and tell me what you're thinking about the show. And it's just really fun to hear from you guys too. 
you guys are awesome and a lot of you have been with me for a really long time and if you are new here then I would really like to meet you too because that's what this is all about it's living well together and us encouraging each other and doing this alongside each other so I absolutely love when I hear from you on Instagram you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa please connect with me there I think it would be a lot of fun All right, until next week when we will actually be going over the five things that I think are essential to make a good evening slash bedtime routine. So until we get there, until next week, go be bold and gracious.